0: episode is brought to you by my masterclass, which is all about keywords, for Pinterest marketing. I am so excited to show you how to easily find your unique keywords to use on Pinterest to attract your ideal clients. And after this masterclass, which is actually a workshop, you will walk away knowing exactly how to research, identify, and log the keywords that your ideal client is searching for on Pinterest and have a custom keyword builder that I provide for free that you end up writing down all of these keywords that you learn about on the masterclass. So you'll be ready to go. I can't wait. Just go to the pinterestqueen.com slash keywords or go to my Instagram, Jen Vasquez Coach, and you can click on the link in the bio. Laura is known to challenge audiences and inspire action. She's an entrepreneur and frequent speaker on topics of neuroscience, marketing, and success. And as a certified coach, Laura provides success support to entrepreneurs, visionaries, and power couples to close the gap from where they are to a Designing and creating a life that they love and an ongoing legacy and her clients include coaches, millionaire entrepreneurs, directors, athletes and couples. So just to give you sort of an insight, um, she has courses like Brand Seduction where she teaches 40 investing 40 days and walking away with a bespoke desire led marketing strategy that has clients falling all over themselves to work with you. She has um, a a course called, I'm not sure exactly if it's a course, but it's Persuasion, An Entrepreneur Who Loves to Do What You Do But Hates to Sell, Um, Tease, which is helping entrepreneurs to grow their email list to a thousand people or more, and How to Take Your Email List from Epic Fail to Extravaganza. Um, She has a very unique I have not heard of this, but I think this is so cool. A voice note inspirational membership. Um, So she does voice notes to this membership, which is really quite cool. Um, And she also has a ton of different one on one opportunities to help entrepreneurs. I am so grateful, Laura, that you agreed to speak to our group. So everyone, let's give her a warm welcome. Hello, Laura. Hello, and what a welcome indeed what a welcome indeed
1: i am so thrilled to be here today and it's going to be a cheeky session
0: that that's my nature you heard from some of the introduction (laughs) she's also by the way a tedx speaker and when i saw her tedx um speaking engagement i was like oh we need her here because she's got that like you said cheeky way of communicating and I just laughed through the whole thing and yet I learned a ton too, so yay. Wow, I mean, it's, and this is, this is one of the things, so obviously you can
1: tell from my, back, my accent, everybody, I am British, I'm losing my voice slightly, so I'm a little bit even more husky to bring a bit more seduction into the talks than, than normal, <laughs> um, which is always good. But what I do and what we're talking about today is desire and drive. And I love it you said it in the introduction, i am there i challenge my clients i cheerlead my clients you are never going to enroll me in a narrative that's not serving you in your business and that's what i want to bring to this talk today
0: that's how we can,
1: yeah thank you so much how we can actually engage desire so am i go, am i fine to go ahead and get started
0: yes take it away
1: take it away awesome so one of the other things actually that wasn't said in the intro because i didn't actually share it is uh with jen is as well as being a certified coach why do i know so much about weddings well over a decade ago i had an idea and set up a niche wedding blog and that blog grew to a hundred thousand unique views visitors a month and over a quarter of a million pinterest followers which i know jen is close to your heart (laughs) yes (laughs) so i know a lot about weddings i work with exceptional wedding professionals One of my clients was the planner in the UK in 2019, who organized the biggest wedding ever in the UK that year, just before the pandemic hit. Um, But (laughs) she did the biggest (laughs) in time, just in time. And it was an A-list wedding, completely NDA'd, no guests were ever allowed their phones in. And it's that kind of person and that kind of entrepreneur, the really ambitious people that I work with. And what I want to do today is to show you almost like pulling back the curtain, and how you can take some of these techniques, some of these tactics, and it doesn't matter where you are in your wedding professional journey, you can do these right now in your business. So the title of this talk is called Desire. And one of the things that's so interesting to me is that the word desire is actually completely misunderstood by most people. Um, And i did say I'm cheeky, and in my TEDx talk I was extremely cheeky. Uh, Because we talk about desire. So what is it? Well desire is a feeling that accompanies an unsatisfied state. So if anybody is thinking about desire and seduction and desire and anything along that route, it can be and if you are, you know, connecting with that, there's a lot of other rooms on Clubhouse I'm sure, (laughs) that would be great for you. But for us today, what we're talking about is desire in your business and desire in your life. Here's the other thing. Desire is also possibility. And desire, and this is where a lot of people mistake this and why I'm going to show you today what to do differently. Desire doesn't just reside in the visual cortex. For your body to activate desire in whatever it wants, in whatever area of your life, this is a multi-sensory perception and a dimension throughout your mind, body and soul it is never just our visual cortex that desires something our whole body wants something so what what is desire and how i know i know you might be thinking i like this lady weird british i wear funky glasses by the way i'm a knee high boot loving person but how can i employ this in my business today what you want to do is think about what do you desire in your business and your life so what weddings do you want and this is why I want, to, want you to kind of write down as the first nugget that you're going to take away. Whenever you are thinking about desire and what you desire, you've got to get specific. It's not good enough to say in your mind, and this is from where the neuroscience comes in, it's not good enough to say, I want a wedding at, you know, what you can kind of just tell me roughly what the wedding is. What wedding do you want? What location do you want it in? What's the price point of that wedding that you want? What's the actual total value of the wedding? And what's your fee? How do you want to feel when you are at that wedding as a professional? Do you wanna feel busy? Do you wanna have lots of time? If you're a photographer, do you wanna have a second tutor there? If you're a planner, how big is your team? Do you want big weddings? Do you want small weddings? How does your mind, body, and soul react? Is it a one-day event? Is it a three-day event? Every time you create a specific desire that you want and you can get the more specific with the details and with the turnover and everything, the stronger it is likely to come into reality. So those weddings that you want, also I've just said weddings, but also you notice I said something else. How do you want to feel during that wedding? And when we talk about desired state and that the kind of secret internal superhuman power that many wedding professionals have is that they also understand their desired work-life blend now i am a person i do not stand for much bs and i can't stand the word balance personally when people say work-life balance it makes me very twitchy why balance works really well in a yoga pose but it's almost setting ourselves up for failure because balance tends to be this very finite point we are in it we're out of it? Well, actually, my clients, they're empowered. It's their choice of their work-life blend. Now, as any wedding professional knows, there'll be sometimes your work-life blend during your busy wedding season is more weddings, probably less personal time. And then there'll be other seasons in your wedding business where you actually have more personal time and less work as such, less, less working on weddings. Now, as long as you desire that, as long as you've chosen it in your mind, body, and soul, then brilliant that's what you will create and when I say the mind-body-soul connection and this is why it's so important for us to really dig into this when you are really using your desire to engage your drive if you've thought about that as I've said it and by the way every time we ask a question the unconscious mind is trying to answer so you heard me say to you what weddings do you want if you had heard that out of my voice right now a wedding professional right now, and I know I know you. Some people probably nodding along to this and going, "Yes, what wedding do I want?" Notice what you notice about your mind, body, and soul. Is there a part of you that's kind of constricting at all? Is there a part of you that's actually going, "Ooh, I kind of fancy this," but actually, I'm a bit nervous about it? Or have you got a knot in your stomach? Is there something that your mind, your conscious mind, is saying, "That's the wedding I want." But is there another part of you right now that's actually going, "Mm, I'm not sure if I do. That discrepancy, that can be the thing that can undo us as wedding professionals. Why? Because on 99% of all occasions, the unconscious mind will win, not your conscious mind. So if consciously you're saying, I want that wedding, and unconsciously you're going, do you know why, don't. I don't like that kind of couple or I don't like that size wedding and I don't want to do it your unconscious mind will win because it's great at self sabotaging and this is why self sabotaging sometimes can be labeled wrong because it's not actually self sabotaging it's sabotaging because you have unconsciously told it that you don't want that wedding this is why what we say to ourselves is so so important so check in with yourself do a body scan and if, if you're kind of resonating with do what do I actually want that kind of wedding that I think I want say the wedding out loud go and look at yourself in the mirror and say I want this wedding at that location for that price point describe as much as you can about it and notice what you notice about your mind body and soul are you excited you can't wait you are like come on Laura how do we create this or are you kind of thinking mm, I don't want it if it's the second option then I would advise you to stop, kind of whatever you're doing, don't leave our room right now, stay in our room, but stop what you're doing business-wise and just check in. What do you truly desire? Because that's what many people, myself included, and what you will see on social media call alignment. When you and are in alignment, when every part of you wants something, you are much more likely to create it. Okay, so we call that desired state, so get really specific. The other way to think about it like this is, um, so if anybody's skeptical about um, neuroscience and neuropathways, think about it like this. What happens when you're saying, I want something that I've never done before? So what happens if, if I've just said that and you said, what, what wedding do I really want? And it's a wedding that you've never worked on before. Or it's a wedding of a certain size or a certain value point that you've never done before. Well, here's where we have to be creative. And this is what all of my clients do, and why I say desire and drive are so linked. If you've never done something before, your unconscious mind and every cell in your body doesn't know whether it actually wants to do it. Because, how does it know? Because it just has no precedent to saying, I know consciously you're saying I want that wedding, but I don't know, I don't know the details. You might not be from that world, by the way, hell yes in the hands in the air. I am not from a luxury background at all. So when I started working in the world of luxury and I first went to hotels, I, refer- I remember the first day I drove up and there was valet service. And I was like, I don't know what to do with a valet service. That wasn't my background. So if I'd wound the clock back and said, I really want to go somewhere with valet service, My mind would have done nothing with that piece of information, because it didn't understand. So, if you want a million dollar wedding, go and find a location, a venue that you really want to do one at, and literally go and stalk everything about that venue. If you can get yourself on location there, go and do it. Because we all know here, different venues, they smell differently. They look differently. They have different energy vibes. That's those pieces of information that your unconscious mind needs to create a really strong neural pathway. What your conscious mind is saying that you want, because the more details you can have, the more it wants to bring it into reality. So if I was to say to you right now, you know, just say you wanted a million dollar wedding, and you say, but and it's at that venue, and you've been there, and you go, and I can I can imagine the couple walking through, and it will smell like this, and the energy's like this. You will know all that, because you've got those details. Now, if you physically can't get on site of something you want to do, go and look at everything you can find on the internet. Go and look for everything, you know? And I've said it, it's not just the visual cortex. This is why sight as well, but smell and sounds, and what we call kinesthetic or energy, are so important. Because you're taking all those other elements. Another reason I say to get example um, really specific, sorry, and I've seen this with actually some intriguing industry leaders who can do this when they're unsure of their own skill set. Sometimes I don't want anyone here, and if you've got it down, go away after this, cross out and write something else. I people say I want an inquiry for a venue, or I want an inquiry for this location, or I want an inquiry at this price point, and I'm going to challenge you and say no, you don't. You don't want the inquiry, you want the booking. So if you've got anywhere, I want to get inquiries, cross it out right now, you want the booking. Be specific of what we want. Okay. Now, vision boards. I just want to take a little bit of a moment here, because when we're talking about desire and drive, you might have connected with actually, you've got a vision board, and you know what you want to do, and that helps you check that you're in alignment and achieve your goals. And I am all for vision boards, whilst also thinking they can be one of the worst things (laughs) and here's why i'm a woman of contrary (laughs) beliefs i'm a woman i'm a woman of very complex um belief systems and this is why because i've told you desire doesn't reside in the visual cortex alone so the nature of vision boards when people just look at a board you're missing out on the superpowers that lie within you yes i want you to visually see what you want to create in your life but what does it smell like what does it look like what does it feel like when all those comes together? So if you have a vision board right now, if there's a certain scent that you love that just makes you feel awesome, you might have a certain scent, it might be a date night, it might be if you're going to an award ceremony or something, then whatever your vision board is right now, go and spray that perfume or that cologne on that vision board. Because you're you're stimulating your other senses of that's what I want. Here's the other trick, by the way, everyone. When you do that, and you look at your vision board, you can set, see a smell, and actually you can see and hear a smell, and you can smell the smell, doing a little bit of hypno with you here as well, to just you know, wiggle off your unconscious mind, then what will happen is the next time you smell that, that when you are not looking at your vision board, you will feel awesome. You will feel like you know exactly what you're trying to create in your life. So if you have a vision board, think about smells, think about scents, use candles or use scent, and also think about sounds. Sounds are incredibly important. I mean, like Jen laughs. When she was doing my intro, my face lit up. It's very hard when we hear a laugh, our face, we naturally smile. So what else are you doing when you create your vision board that you can use your other senses? And that can be a bell, that could be a piece of music. Here's another one. If you've got a vision board, or if you know the desired state that you wanna be in, and you've got that piece of music, find a piece of music that just makes you feel like you can conquer the world. A little tip if you haven't got one, I love a lot of things by Sia. Um, Unstoppable by her is a great one, because you're just like, come on, I can do this, I'm gonna get that wedding that I want, I'm gonna up my rates, I'm gonna do these things. You can use music in that way to anchor this desired amazing state
0: does that make sense
1: yeah i'm guessing it does i'm just so
0: it's so it makes so much sense my head is swimming i've got notes already thank you so much <laughs> laura <laughs> okay i love it so let's use all of our senses
1: to create desire and drive and this is where i'm saying it's a link so once you've created the desire that you want you can fire off looking at your vision board, spraying that clonal perfume, hearing a sound, and your drive will be activated because it knows it wants to link to the desired state of which we want to create. Now, we all have those days. We all have those days we're in a bit of a funk when we just like, maybe inquiries aren't as many as we want to, maybe someone's come back with a no, and we're like, oh, we all have those. It does not matter what level you are at you can use one of these to activate your drive, even on those days when you think that you have none, okay? So, another thing to do with, which which, when we come to desire and drive, that my clients all do, and we need to talk about how to make sure your desire and drive are truly activated to engage your superpowers, which is you need to ditch anything internal, any internal narratives that aren't serving you. So I'm actually currently doing for this from Spain. I'm over here doing some work with a client. um, And we were working yesterday. And what was so interesting when I say ditch that which doesn't serve you is tribal beliefs. Now we use the term tribal beliefs to to talk about any uh, kind of unit, whether it could be immediate family, it could be friendship, it could be people you've grown up with. It's It's just a generic term we use in coaching. But any tribal belief, that's stopping you from moving outside the tribe. Now many tribes have this kind of, like limiting ceiling beliefs of what you can do. So you can earn a lot of money, but don't feel like the tribe isn't within your reach anymore, okay? Because what would happen in, in, I I say like the olden days, saber tooth tiger land, is that the tribe would bring you back in the fold, because it wasn't safe if you were out on your own, okay? So if you've got any, narratives and belief they can be generation one they can be tribal ones you could be breaking the code of your tribe by charging more than anybody in your tribe however you deem that to be has ever charged per hour in their lifetime that would be breaking the ceiling of your tribe and this is why it's so important that jen does the work like this and you have a tribe here in this room because when we start moving away from a tribe or when we break the rules of our, you know, our tribe that we've had from birth, new tribes are so incredibly important. And this is why I said, Jen and the work she does is incredible because you need these amazing safe spaces. Because when you break that tribal code, you've got somewhere to go. And I know, and again, if you put up it in the chat and you're still listening, put a hell yes, that when you when you need your wedding tribe who gets it isn't it beautiful to be able to come here and have that support yeah Jen said hell yes awesome you need that support okay the other thing that might be a little bit what I would call woo-woo but actually is great when we come to amazing high achieving wedding professionals living in desire and activating their drive is they listen to their gut so you may or may not know this but Hope says, yes, agree, love this Hope, okay, great. We actually have three brains, okay? We have a brain in our head, we have a brain in our heart, and we have a brain in our stomach. And the brain in the stomach is called the enteric brain. And we, we often know in the Western world, we, we lead with our big old head brain. Our big old head brain creates like, what do you want to achieve in your business? It's our head brain doing it. And we often ignore the gut brain, the enteric brain. And if you look back of language, you will see that the enteric brain is actually referenced all the time. Like we say we have a gut feeling, that's the enteric brain. Okay? When people say they have butterflies in their tummy, that's the enteric brain. We've created a very um almost like this kind of fluffy little language around it because we don't know how to articulate it, but it is a brain. And gut feelings, as Jen's just saying, are so big for her. And that's, again, this is why Jen has this group, because she's leading that in understanding her gut and understanding what your gut is telling you. And why is the enteric brain so important to listen to? Because it is its own um, mind. Is because often it's captured information that we can't process in our our head brain. So why do we say gut feeling when we have a gut feeling that a couple isn't right for us? Because we may be not able to articulate it, and our head brain says on paper, this should work for me but you've got a gut feeling that it's just not right, it's just not where you want to go. And that can be, sometimes it's listening to our enteric mind is difficult because there isn't evidence, it's just a feeling. Now so many of the high achieving wedding professionals I work with, they are so in tune with their gut, they can listen to their gut. And here's the difference between listening and they take action When their gut gives them insight because it's one thing to have intuition it's one thing to hear your gut it's a whole other thing to actually take action when your gut has given you some knowledge when you have no evidence and Kelsey's saying it's so important and it really is and that's the that's the big thing because just let me ask you have you ever had a gut feeling that a, a couple some clients that you've taken on, your gut told you that, I'm not sure I should take these people. I don't, there's just a gut feeling that they're gonna be a lot of work. And your big old head brain says, no, they'll be fine because there's no evidence. And what happened? They were probably hard work. Why? Because your gut had information that your head brain could not process. So, Alex, if that was that you take clients all the time that your gut said just to re- just don't take, Listen and then take action on what your gut is telling you It's all those micro expressions. It's all those things that you can't say that you know when you walk into a room And you have a gut feeling of someone you're gonna get on with or a gut feeling that someone's just not your kind of person we, we don't we can't often articulate that but that's all that learning from ourselves and our ancestors That's those micro expressions. It's that little piece of information. You don't have to hand that your gut does Your gut just knows and processes. So listen to your gut. Right, and I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna throw a big challenge out here right now. Are you undercharging? Listen to your gut. Are you undercharging? Notice what you'll notice your gut is saying to you. Don't rationalise it. I don't wanna know a comparison audit. I don't want to know any narrative why you're gonna you know, charge more than anybody else in your industry or whatever else is going in between or you've got local suppliers or all these other things don't want to know that was not my question my question was are you undercharging yeah if you have got something in your gut that's stirring actually you may even have and I've had this before you might find your gut your belly's actually guggling right now like it's like literally it's trying to talk to you if it is please dear friend listen to your gut we can work out the how next, but listen to your gut when it's trying to tell you. And I have a big thing that I say when I come to listening to your gut, when it comes to clients, and this is my rules. This, this is kind of the rules that I give to my clients when it comes to actually them choosing their own clients. When you were to, if, well, let's just say you were to rank clients on a scale of one to 10, okay? You don't want to take any client that's a seven, okay? Seven or under, we don't want to take any clients that seven or under. We only want to take clients that are in alignment with the desire that we're trying to create. Okay, why? Well, no is the best word that you're ever going to feel in um, and use and experience when you're growing your wedding wedding business. No is the best word. Far, far, far too many wedding professionals say yes all the time to every opportunity. Why would you want to do a collaboration? maybe at a venue or with suppliers that aren't in alignment with what you're trying to create in business. Because why would you then want a referral and create more work saying no to people because you've done something previously that was out of alignment? You're just just creating more work for yourself. So when you understand your desire, it's easy to say no because you go back to what you're trying to create. How many weddings do you want? Whether you, When you do want to work, when you don't want to work? How many weddings do you want to take in the entire year? What's your price point? Does your business model work for you? Then, when someone comes to you with an opportunity or an inquiry comes in, it's an easy yes or no because you go straight back to your desire on what you're looking to create and it's a hell yes. Or if it's not a hell yes, we don't do grey areas, it is a no. And that's another rule to take, if it's not a hell yes, if it's a great, mm, I'm not sure, it's a no, okay? People also say no to discounting because you know, again, going back to desire and drive, why you don't discount. You say no because you know when you're going to have time off from weddings. You say no when you ha- anything comes up that is not in alignment with the desired life and business that you are looking to create. Okay, so when I said um, stay away from sevens, sevens are not your dream client. Sevens are people who will drain your time, they will drain, drain your energy, they'll probably actually cost you more money in the long run because they feel like they're a 10 out of 10 client, but there's a gut feeling again um, that they weren't in alignment. So sometimes when you've had a client consult and there's something in your gut, then watch, are they a seven? So are they not really your dream client and the person that you just can't wait to start working with? Or are they lower? Now we, think about it like this and hindsight is wonderful it really is imagine your wedding business is a little bit like um an avalanche coming down a mountain what i've seen happen is people start creating their avalanche in the wrong path so they start doing collaborations or photo shoots or they start blogging with a strategy which is not for their ideal venues, or they again start blogging for areas that aren't aren't fit for them, or they've created a brand that doesn't suit the rates that they wanna charge. They are creating an avalanche down a pathway on the mountain that is not where they wanna end up. And you've got that choice. You've got this choice around this to make sure if you are using your energy From the moment you can, and that can be right now after this room finishes, work out what you desire. Work out the avalanche that you wanna create of inquiries, of fellow suppliers, of being asked to people to come on stage, because they're like, I need you, you are the person who fits with who I wanna work with. That's what you need. And as Jen's saying use your energy for the right couples is a game changer you won't be so tired you won't be fatigued there won't be the wedding hangover and anyone who works in weddings especially wedding photographers and wedding planners and videographers you know that there's a wedding hangover when you haven't drunk most of the day you've been running around and actually that day you know turns into two days to recover by the way if that's you right now and actually you do experience wedding hangover then your rates should be making sure that you those days when you can't work because you're so tired because you put your all into the wedding, then actually you should be charging for those days too, because they come become non-billable days. Okay. Right. Jen saying, oh my God, that spoke to me. Oh, I love it. I love it. If it's if it's just going straight in there, I love that. Okay. So there's only kind of one other area I want to talk about um, before, like, again, if you're writing down notes, come and ask me anything in a minute. I'm a real open book. The other thing that happens when we do desire and drive that I have noticed from my clients and other people in the industry who create these lives and businesses that break ceilings, they charge more, they get the job seemingly easily, is they have an internal feedback loop. What that means is that they do an action, i.e. as in they do a wedding, and they take a look at the cause and effect equation afterwards. They see everything as a chance for feedback. To build up their kind of data and knowledge, they, they will try something on for size. So they will, try, they will do a wedding and then go, actually, how did that wedding make me feel? Did I love doing this wedding? Or did actually, it was okay, but actually it didn't set my soul on fire. And that can be creatively or that could be logistically. Uh, they can do a wedding and they go, this is my signature style. By the way, let's talk about signature style just for a moment. Because this can be a challenging question. I've asked this before, another talk that I was doing, and a lady came up to me afterwards and said, not lovely words, let's say afterwards, <laughs> keeping it clean on here, and she was very triggered by what I said. However, two weeks later, she became a client of mine because I was the one person who'd asked the question and asked a question that resonated so deeply with her that she realized what was going on. So my question to you is, That signature style that you have is that actually your signature style or are you just playing it safe and you're a bit tired and you might even be bored of your own signature style you probably can understand when that one landed so hard and where she realized she was okay so if she'd run that internal feedback loop she would have realized that her signature style was very easy for her to do. It wasn't challenging her. She was very much playing in her comfort zone. She'd stopped playing at her edges, meaning she wasn't creating new, kind of different designs. She wasn't pushing boundaries, which is actually what her couples wanted from her. She was just playing it safe, and it was quite easy. But actually, that loop was starting to impact her business because she had been known For creating these amazing things but that had become her signature style that she just got in a rut with so when we do this work think to yourself are you testing things and are you seeing how they feel to you again don't forget we have mind body and soul so when you do a wedding however tired you might be because you might have been on your feet for a very long time let's face it but did you love the feeling of doing that wedding did you love it? Did you love the work when you looked after it? Or have you done it and looked at the images and maybe gone, yeah, yeah, but it's it's not lighting your soul on fire. It just is okay. So really, really kind of connect with your feedback loop. And remember, we all have a choice. If you are looking to engage your desire and your drive, you've got to do something that sets your soul on fire because if you're asking to be driven on those days when you're not because you are looking to create something that is just okay, that you are only vaguely interested in, why would your drive be activated? It could be activated doing that essentially at a job and have not, so, make, not make so much money, but actually you know, you wouldn't have the hassle of working on weddings, you'd have your weekends back and all those other things that sometimes I hear from wedding professionals because they've not connected with their drive and desire. Remember, many of us got into the wedding world because we were creative, because we wanted to live a life on our own terms. And it's for each of us to understand what that means to us.
0: Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.